1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A huge night for Rangers and Kilmarnock As they meet in what could be a season-defining Scottish Cup replay Celtic are in Valencia Looking to pull off an unlikely shock in Europe And will we see foreign refs in Scottish football? I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Craig Beattie and Mark Guidi Yep, a full house at Ibrox tonight Gordon the William Hill Scottish Cup Tie between the Rangers and Kilmarnock Stephen Gerrard says Realistically It's Rangers' last chance of a trophy So they dare not lose But they are up against A very capable And very talented Kilmarnock side And for Celtic It's all about the preparation Ahead of the Valencia tie Tomorrow night 2-0 down Can they get through? Probably no chance But Never say never Craig I feel like we repeat ourselves On this show But we say it because We mean it Yet another couple of Massive days For us here in Scottish football Yeah not only a, a massive game for for Steven Gerrard to, to try and win some silverware But probably the last chance to stop the treble treble You know I know we've been getting on about it And he's, uh, I think he's under huge pressure If he doesn't win this match tonight 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch So give us all your thoughts on the phones Or if you would prefer Twitter We are at Clyde SSB And your old club Celtic Craig Going there tomorrow um, I think unlikely Just about covers it Are you giving them any chance? How do you see that one tomorrow? Nah, I watched the first game. I thought they were, I thought they were really poor. I thought they were wasteful in possession. Um, didn't really threaten a goal. Um, and and I can't see them doing any damage to Valencia and the Mestalla tomorrow night. Um, I think the best thing that can come out of tomorrow night is that there's, there's no injuries and they don't get embarrassed. To be perfectly honest, I mean, Mark Greedy, there is a shift in in expectation, I suppose, where for. The first time in a while Celtic are, are huge underdogs They don't get into many games like that I, yeah. I don't know if that changes the dynamic You can be accused of clutching at straws um, But I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will be will be trying To convince his players in, in some way That they, they can pull it off Yeah it, it, it will be But on, on the on the evidence Gordon Of uh, last Thursday night at Celtic Park it was There was a serious golfing class Between both sides The, the tactics and the homework Obviously done by, by Valencia Was spot on and then you also have it when you know that it's not going to plan. Brendan Rodgers, one thing about him, European football, he, he sticks to his beliefs. You may well call it stubbornness in terms of not changing it and trying something different. Go and get a second ball, go and get a flick on, go and try and box him in and get a throw on out of the part. There's nothing like that. So for me, the evidence of last week and the fact that they're going away from home, they don't have a particularly good record away from home over a number of years. So I can see nothing more than a convincing Valencia victory. Now, Celtic's press conference was due to start at half past six. We understand it now might be a little bit later. So we will be going to Valencia. We'll bring you the very latest as soon as we possibly can. But there's only one place to start tonight. That's at Ibrooks Rangers against Kilmarnock in the Scottish Cup. Here's Andrew McLean. Yeah, good evening. Obviously, an empty Ibrooks at the moment, but from what I understand, it's not going to get that much busier, to be honest. Ticket sales not great for this one, despite the fact it's not even on t- TV, so much so that they're actually doing pay at the gate tonight, which you don't see very often. As for the action on the park, Rangers looking to bounce back from what was a poor display, wasn't it, against St. Johnson on Saturday. Stephen Gerrard post-match, he was brutally honest about their performance against St. Johnson, and now they sit eight points behind Celtic. You'd imagine that the Scottish Cup has even more importance than it did before the weekend for them. Come on, will they put up a good fight? 
against Celtic on Sunday, but were obviously dealt last-minute heartbreak by Scott Brown. But they've not lost in their last three meetings with Rangers, so we'll take plenty of confidence from that. The early team news here from Ibrox is that Alfredo Morelos is, of course, back from suspension for Rangers. However, Kirk Broadfoot, he's suspended for Kilmarnock, but they could be boosted by the return of Stuart Finlay at centre-back. I'll bring you the full team news later on once I get it. Now, are you heading along to that game tonight? Share your thoughts. Just how big a game is this Rangers against Kilmarnock? Is it make or break? Is that the way you see it? Or are there plenty more twists and turns to come in the title race? You tell us. Who do you want to see play? Who do you not want to see play? How do you think it will go? Let's hear from you right now. 0141 951 1025. Mark Weedy. Big yeah, game. Big game. Massive game. And I just want to, it's nice to have Craig uh, in the studio with us tonight. So just to pick up on a point that he made, Gordon, a couple of minutes ago and, and, and put him on the spot. You said that if Rangers don't win, Stephen Gerrard's under pressure in terms of what to, to keep his job with the Rangers hierarchy or what do you mean under pressure? I think to keep his job. Um, he's come in and he started well. Um, he's had a good run in Europe. He's then started pretty well in the league and just before Christmas, a win and all firm game. Since then, it's, it's been a disaster. They've gone you know, eight points behind Celtic. Um, Celtic already won one of the competitions and I think they're, they're really struggling tonight. I think a, a really solid uh, defensive performance by Kilmarnock on Sunday against Celtic. And I think if they perform like that again at Ibrox tonight, I, th- I don't see Rangers beating them. That said, Mark Guidi, Alfredo Morelos, we're not got confirmed team news. <laughs> I mean, you can only imagine him coming back in. Yeah. He's free of suspension. What a difference he makes. And we've seen Aye. that from when he's not been there. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Gordon. He does. He's, he's a terrific striker. He just it must be so frustrating in terms of his temperament and, and, and his lack of uh, discipline to continuously get himself into trouble. And I'm sure that Stephen Jenner's had a word with him and tried to calm him down in the backroom staff. But when he is available and when he's on the park, he's as good as there is in, in Scottish football and he will be an absolute uh, handful mm. for the command-up defence tonight. And if there's a chance of Rangers winning, Craig saying he thinks that they're going to struggle, if there's a chance, they need Morelos on form. You go along with that Craig he, he totally changes the way Rangers play Doesn't he? He does yeah I mean I've, I've got some notes In front of me here And I've, and I've actually got written down That I struggle to see Rangers Winning a game without Morelos They'll play some some lesser quality In, in the Premiership I get that And you fancy them to go on And win games But the, the big games Even with Defoe in there I'm not confident That Rangers will win games with, Without Morelos And just touching back On, on Mark's last question About, about Stephen Gerrard I look at some of the players That he's brought in that, That's just It hasn't happened for them you know, they've, they've got Gresda, Flanagan, Katic, McCauley, Lafferty, Davis, Koulibaly and other loan signings he's brought in who have since returned. And, you know, I heard one of your callers on the show last night who said that, you know, that they've not got enough players, they've not got enough quality. They've got about 34, 35 players there. And Gerard's been, been partly to a lot of that. Um, you wonder what the dynamic is, though, between Mark Allen's say and, and that. And it's maybe if Stephen Gerrard isn't getting the input or as much input as he would like or, or, or whatever I don't know if that's the case but if he is then it's something he's going to have to take control because eventually it comes down on him it comes down on the, on the manager so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the dynamic of Matt Allen's role is Let's talk about tonight's game let's hear from you 01419511025 let's get the thoughts first though of both managers starting with Stephen Gerrard It's not so much a reaction I expect a level of performance at home um, I expect teams to, to come to Ibrox and, and feel Rangers First and foremost, um, I want it to be a difficult place to come. So it's more going back to what we tried to put in place at the beginning in terms of standards and how we need to play and how it needs to look as, as a Rangers player and a Rangers team. We've always looked at this competition as something that we'd love to win. It hasn't become any more important really because of the weekend's fixtures, although we respect the fact that the challenge in the league's got 
uh, more difficult over the weekend, but we can do nothing about the league until Hamilton yeah, at the weekend. So all the focus and all our energies and all our commitment needs to be on, on Kilmarnock. It's, it's always been uh, a huge competition for us. It's, it's a big game that we want to qualify for. We'd love the chance to go to Patozri and play a quarter-final against Aberdeen, but we, we have to try and take care of Kilmarnock first. 01419511025 Come on let's hear from you All your thoughts ahead of tonight's game Let's start with Mitchell Who's a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld How are you tonight Mitchell? Yeah I'm good thanks How are you guys? Not too bad at all What are your thoughts ahead of this one then An hour and a half to kick off How are you feeling? I'm looking forward to it um, I think having Alfredo Morelos back Will be brilliant um, Obviously you know how much we miss him When he's out um, I don't think we've quite got to grips With how to use the ball properly um, Whether that be Tactics Team set up. I'm not quite sure at the minute. I think um, the lack of number ten is what the foes need in that minute. Yeah, I mean, that, I've heard that before from a few callers. Mark Weedy talking about this lack of number ten. Um, the good thing, if you like, about Alfredo Morelos is he doesn't tend to rely on that. He tends yeah. to create his own chances, and that's that's why Rangers have been, you know, much more effective when he's in the team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've heard this the number 10 thing a lot about Rangers and for me, I think the, the service that Rangers get from the wide men means that they shouldn't be so reliant on this, you know, number 10. I don't think they have an out-and-out number 10 at the club and, and number 10s are hard to find. If you do find one, they're not cheap. But I think the service you get from Candias and Kent um, is good enough because it's been good enough for, for Morelos. They can scrap about. So I think, personally, I think there's too much made of this number 10 thing. At Rangers because you've got two right two uh, right good wingers there. Having said that, Craig strikers do fall into that category, don't they? Some are just great at creating openings for themselves, making space for themselves, making chances, and and that that's that's Morelos in a nutshell. Yeah, it, it leads the line really really well. Um, I happen to agree with the caller. I I think that that's what they were missing in January was a number ten. I said that on the show then um, before. Someone who can go and break the lines. Someone who can go and link. You know, and Davis was supposed to be the answer, and, and that's not his style of play. I think Rangers get too many players in the, in the centre of the park who are very, very similar. They like to get the ball, they like to move it on, they like to keep possession. And I think a number ten, somebody who can go beyond and link the play, would, would help Morelos know. Who, who, who would you get? I mean, realistically though, who, who's? And I know it's not your job to, to, to scout for Gallen. Rangers, but in, in terms <clears> of. Of that, you know, where do you find that kind yeah. of guy? It's not easy to find. I understand they're, they're difficult to find, and they do cost a lot of money. But a club like Rangers, if, if they're spending. 20-30 grand a week to, to subsidise Davis's wage to the end of the season there must be somebody out there or some sort of quality they can get in there I think Kent would be a good player in there you know he's somebody that will commit players you get, if you get movement off him if there's good interlink good change up front then you need somebody to replace him on the left hand side Mitchell I think most people expect Morelos to, to start I think that speaks for itself what else is on your mind with regards to the team that needs to go out there tonight? Well I think the team um it's got to be an attacking team. You know, Kamarnock before we come in and do as they usually do and, and sit in and, and try and counter the attack. Um, I think that he's got to try and go the, the kind of typical home formation that he's been, especially when Morelos back. But I'm just kind of fingers crossed Arfield's playing tonight. I feel that when he plays, he makes runs in the box and gives us that little bit extra. I don't think we need to play like we did at the weekend with St. Johnson with technically three central defensive midfielders of Kamara, um, Glory and, and Davis. I didn't think it worked. Um, I think hopefully if our field's fit he'll give us that little bit extra going forward um, I was like just touching the point as well it was made just about five minutes ago before I called in regarding Gerard. Um I think I think Gerard had a fantastic start to his Rangers career I think first of all guidance through first team you know in the UK I think it is correct me if I'm wrong to get us into the group stages through the four qualifying rounds nine men in Russia is absolutely phenomenal um, I think right up until Christmas I think 
everybody could give him his plaudits and say he's been doing a fantastic job. Yeah, turn of the year, it's, it's been a slip, but I've got every confidence in him with 12 games to go. Still got to play Celtic twice. We're still in the cup. There's a lot to play for. I think any Rangers fan at the minute that essentially is saying the league's over, this is over, that's over, I think you should give your season ticket back and let people go to the matches that's going to get behind the team and support the team. There's a lot to play for and we're, we're still right in it, I think. Mitchell, it was me that raised that and to be fair, I did say that he had a fantastic start to his career but as the manager of Glasgow Rangers, you can't be good for half a season. It's, it's not acceptable. I, I completely get that but I think it's only eight points. There's, you know, there's a lot of games to go. Um, eight points isn't a lot. It's eight points just now But the form that Celtic are on Where they don't look like Certainly at home Getting beat off anybody And Rangers struggling Do you Are you telling me You think that That gap's going to shorten Or it's going to grow Because for well, me The, the gap's only going to get wider Well we don't, we'll soon find out I suppose But I, I still think it's wide open There's 12 games to go We've still got to play Celtic twice You can't tell me Celtic going to go unbeaten To the end of the season In the same token I don't think we'll go unbeaten To the end of the season But it's still open You never know If you go to Park Heads any day in an old firm day You could go there and get a victory It's still wide open I think I, w- I wouldn't be counting us out just yet All right, I think well, Rangers have got a chance But I think just One word that, you, that you've used Mitchell to describe Stephen Gerrard And, and Craig's agree with you he's, he's done in the first half of the season A fantastic job Fantastic's too strong a word Fantastic is At your end of the season You've won the league That's a fantastic job A very good job so far so I think you know I think big words and, and strong adjectives like that so far it's been very good but it's not fantastic fantastic as when you win something whether it be the Scottish Cup this season or you topple the champions that's fantastic but you don't say fantastic until you've reached something like that let's get the pre-match thoughts of Stevie Clark another cracking game great atmosphere I know my players are really looking forward to the game I think they know that by and large we're going to give them a, a tough game we're going to try and pose them as many problems as we can and hopefully we can get the result that sends our supporters home happy on Wednesday night. I'll put enough pressure on my players. I want to be in the next round of the Cup and my players want to be in the next round of the Cup so the pressure that we put ourselves under will be big enough. Same approach as always. Train well, work hard in training, get ready for the, the game, prepare properly, make sure that we're tactically ready, physically ready, which we will be. And then try and give your best on the night It's about going and and playing as well as we can play If we do that, then we can cause Rangers problems I think Stephen will be happy that he's got Morelos available for this game He's a terrific player, he's definitely a threat I'm hopeful that I'll have Stuart Finlay back as well He's also a terrific player And would give us more strength at the back So hopefully they can cancel each other out John's on the line, he's from Paisley Hi John Evening gentlemen, how are you doing? Good thank you Nice things Yeah, all good Craig you made a point there, you said you can't see how Celtic will drop points and they're on their own. But then you you missed, you came back to another thing, you went at home. So what you try to say, they're, no, they're on a great run at home, but no away from home. So there's obviously going to drop points, but it sounds like things what you're saying. Yeah, I never said they wouldn't drop points between now and the end of the season. But the gap... You think the gap's going to get wider? Well, I do think the gap's going to get wider because I think they'll drop less points than Rangers will, which means the gap will widen. Well, that's your opinion. You're entitled to of that. Of course, it is. I mean, so of course it is. What, what makes you think that? Because Celtic struggled the other day. They, they struggled the other day against a very well organised uh, Kilmarnock side, but well, they still they still managed to to get the winner in the end, albeit well, via deflection. Right, but they struggled. So uh, how how do you know they're no struggle at home either? And, uh, there's twelve. There's, beat them? there's twelve league games left. So with the goal difference and the point gap at the minute, there needs to be at least a three game swing. And Rangers' advantage And I think that's far too much At this stage of the season Well that's your entitled To your opinion Absolutely you know I mean 
And as you were saying about the number 10, at the moment, as he, he talking about fantastic, Mark. Well, yes, I think John. he's done an enormous job turning us round about in the last six or seven months. No talking about Fatati, and I can understand what you're saying, but yeah. he's done an enormous job. Oh, it's, been, it's been a good John. I, I don't dispute that, and particularly. I think getting Rangers into Europe got them off to the best possible start you know and had Rangers not get into Europe I think there'd be more scrutiny in terms of domestic performances uh, for Rangers and results but getting them into Europe was a big statement by Stephen Gerrard especially what he all the way from the first Absolutely. round of, the of course you know, to, to go in at the, at the end of June squad overhaul you know you look at some of the duds that he inherited that he had to, to clean up but then to get them through Europe and then to get some really good results we're doing ever so well after four games in a section it just kind of collapsed a bit um, in the last two but listen he's, he's been a great appointment for Rangers I really like him I'm reading his stuff today from all his, his press conferences I love the fact that he's confident enough in his own ability to nail his players there's not enough of that in the game so I like his management style I've said in this programme three months ago he's got the potential to be a fantastic manager but at, at, at the moment he needs to win the Scottish Cup because I agree with you I'd never rule Rangers out at this stage but I'd say their chances of winning the title are now no more than, than 10%. So the focus clearly for Rangers, 100%, is to win this William Hill Scottish Cup. Final word to Can you, I John. Back in? Yep, final Can word I to you, on you go. Yep. Right, see what we're talking about. See, at the moment, I said this before, Gerrard's uh, blamed some of the defeats or whatever because he's changed the system. Had he been with a team that beat Celtic against Kilmarnock and on Saturday, but obviously Bar Morelis, we don't seem to struggle, but when he's tinkering with the team with Davis and stuff like that, it doesn't look, Davis doesn't look the player or half a man that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And since he's, every game he's come in, we've struggled. So we've struggled you're now having a go at what Stephen Gerrard's done? No, I'm not having a go at him. I'm not having a go at him. I'm saying this is where he's learning. He's got to learn. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm saying. He's learning. And so many times he's learning by mistakes he's got to learn by. Alright, fair enough, thank you to John in Paisley 01419511025 to join him on the lines uh, The notion of foreign referees in Scottish football That came up today If you've got any thoughts on it, we'll take them right now And we'll get to that after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Craig Beatty and Mark Guidi here to take your calls So get in touch, give us your thoughts ahead of Rangers against Kilmarnock What about Celtic's trip to Valencia tomorrow as well We are on Twitter as always, at Clyde SSB Now here's a story, Mark Guidi, which appeared today um, The suggestion that there may be an appetite within Scottish football To explore the possibility of bringing in foreign referees To enhance the standard, I guess, to give us a hand Is that is that one you can see happening? Any Any benefit in that? I no, no, I don't see the benefit. I, I, I dare say there's been discussions and it's something that would pop up on the, the agenda as, as, as you know, uh, something to to explore and look into. But for me, no, you know, um, if we can find the money to get VAR, and I think that's the way ahead. I also don't believe in full time referees either, not in our country. So look, I, I think our referees have had a really tough season. I think there's been a lot of mistakes made on the pitch by our. Officials, but you know, as I've said before, our match officials are easy targets. You know, players have got a lot to blame for, for things, managers um, as well. Um, you know, I take example Gary Holt on, on Saturday, the Livingston game. Now, you see the red card for his player, it wasn't it? Uh, Burn, Sean, Burn. a shocker, 
shocker of a chance they then denied a penalty which I think is a penalty as well and it might be the way it was edited but of course the manager's highlights on we've cost <laughs> we've been cost points because we didn't get a penalty well actually no it was your red card that cost you points so again you know managers put mm. pressures on on referee so to answer your question no I don't see it uh, happening and I hope it doesn't happen Our understanding of the story Craig is that the 12 clubs did meet on Monday but it wasn't an emergency explosive meeting you know it was already in the diary it was meant to happen anyway it's been there for months the 12 clubs met and actually did not discuss the possibility of foreign referees that may well come up again in, in the near future there may be an appetite among some clubs it's not been looked at yet but but generally is it something you think we should push forward with? Uh, no, I'll be honest, I think it's absolute nonsense um, I think the refs that we have I think they can be good enough I think some of them, most of them are, are good enough And, and they're, they're at a level that you know they've earned and they've got there And they've worked hard to get there And to think that we can go into what France, Spain, Germany, Scandinavia And take their top tier referees is, is ludicrous um, if we're not going to get the top tier refs, what we're we going to get, you know, the, the second or third division referees, I think they would be worse than what we've got. Um, I think what we need to do is, I think first and foremost, I think the players need to act more responsibly. Um, talking about issues this season with maybe simulation or or lashing out and giving referees decisions to make. I think where clubs need to stop issuing statements when decisions go against them, and I think the fans need to. Calm it down with their conspiracy theories 01419511025 Let us know what you think Gary is a Rangers fan from Thornley Bank Foreign refs, would that do it for you Gary? Uh, not at all Not at all uh, Hands to Mark and Craig as well Hello Hi um, Gary. The reason I say no is right. I thought about the competence of our refs Now the Foreign refs were going to be any better They wouldn't need to be there Say that again Gary the, the line broke up a little bit uh, Sorry, I was just saying if foreign refs were any better than ours, then they wouldn't have needed VAR to be brought in. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, Mark. Yeah. If, if, if you know, this idea that somehow they're going to get far more decisions right and we don't need VAR, you know, the, the, these referees. And what, what always fascinates me, right? Because we, of course, we only look at our own game, really, and we'll, we'll catch bits and pieces. I know some people do follow other leagues. I would guess there is not a country in the world that doesn't think their referees are poor. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not as if you stumble across a country and everyone goes, by the way, you should come and see our refs, they're brilliant. Honestly, yeah. they get everything. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. But we are so obsessed with this at the moment that, that, we, that perhaps we are under this illusion that you know, if, oh, if we recruit these guys, they'll be much better than what we've got. Yeah, no, no I, I agree with you. There's human error all over the place and it'll be the same with referees. And as Craig said, you've said, even if we were to get the foreign referee in, we ain't going to get the cream of the crop. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because they'll be doing the big games in their own respective countries. So for me, it's it's a it's a non-starter. But what I would say, Gordon, you know, Craig mentioned conspiracy theories there, and I agree. And I can remember because I, I was at the heart of the stories. What is it? A decade ago, just with the strike, with the strike, mm -hmm. and uh, the the Neil Lennon, the game at Dundee United v Celtic. You know, Doogie 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 Gate, all that kind of stuff. So I was at the heart of those stories. So I remember them well. I also remember 20 years ago, well, when, when Rangers were going for, for nine in a row and, and, and ten in a row. And I think what we have to do is, is find some kind of way where things are going to, as best we can, keep on an even keel next season, especially if Celtic win the league this year, because it could end up being madness, absolute madness, particularly in this part of the country. Next year, if Celtic are going for nine and Rangers are trying to stop it, it will be madness. And what we don't need, as Craig mm. said there, as managers and football clubs 
and other people making the situation worse. So referees are in for a hell of a season next season. And mm. we need to do what we can to protect them and to give them the best possible tools to make sure that we we limit the chance of mistakes in, in big games because it is seriously going to be under the microscope next season. Yeah, Mark, Sorry, I was just going to say, uh, Craig, just to tell a bit more on the story, the referees' union prospect um, have issued a statement today saying if there is substance to the media reports that Scottish Football Association are in talks with clubs about introducing overseas officials, it's another appalling development. Everyone involved agrees that professionalism and standards in many areas of Scottish football needs to be driven up. Um, it goes on to say um, that we will seek the Scottish FA urgently clarifies its position on the matter. What I was going to say is myself and Mark had a discussion about 10 days ago about the referees and communication and their body language and maybe levels of arrogance mm-hmm. and being over officious within the matches. That's everything I see when I watch foreign football and when I watch foreign referees. So the problems that we've maybe identified over here, you would just ship mm-hmm. it in. So what happens if the foreign re- referees doesn't work? Do we send them packing? Do we just say, right, out you go? And then mm-hmm. we have to revert back to what we've got rid of in the first place. Gary. Uh, yeah, Gordon, I was just going to say one more thing to yourself as well before I go back. Mm-hmm. Um, remember how last week you were talking about players who were better against than for? Oh, yes. I'm really surprised nobody mentioned Jason Cummings. Ah, eight, OK. Fair. 8 and 11 for Hibbard and Rangers and 2 and 15 for Rangers. There we are. That was, that was one that slipped through the net. Were you on that night, Mark Weedy? We're talking uh, about players who were better against you than for you. Yeah, no. that was, was another... And Jim Duffy, because oh, people did. kept phoning up and saying Jim Duffy, saying Jim Duffy. Yeah, you did, that's right. That was last Wednesday night. There we go. Good shout from you, Gary. 01419511025. We've also been getting the thoughts on this today of the Scotland national team manager, Alex McLeish. He was asked about it. Uh, he says it's time to get behind our Scottish referees instead of scrutinising them. The Scotland boss says he also doesn't think uh, foreign officials would help. It's just a scrutiny, you know. It's, um, it's like everything else now. We've got social media. We've got social network now. There's no... Absolutely no hiding place. I feel for the referees. I, I was always sympathetic, even in my day with the referees, and I always tried to, you know, be as no, no same friendly, no trying to get decisions. But it was more, um, you know, accepting that they had a job to do and we had a job to do. And, and, and I feel obviously the scrutiny now is absolutely intense, and you know, give these guys a break. Let's get behind them. You know, we have to uh, try and help the referees as much as possible in, in our own country these guys brought up here you know let's encourage them and and uh, get them to be better Would bringing in foreign referees Alec, would that be a backward step do you think for, for refereeing in Scotland then? It's not really something that I, I want to discuss you know I, I say back our boys that, that's that's my stance on it 0141 to have your say on the matter we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well Let's take another call from Kenny Who is a Motherwell fan Hi Kenny Hi guys, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks Kenny. Just wanted to add my two cents about the referee debate mm-hmm. um, <laughs> This season, more than anything else There's been a, scene, a lot of rhetoric Coming from the managers um, Obviously supporters are unhappy With a lot of the decisions that's went through this year um, It is difficult as a supporter um, you obviously will fight your own team's corner um, all the way um, but there's also got to be something said for fighting for um, our boys and Al McLeish said it there get behind our referees now I don't believe that there's any referee in the Scottish game that has an agenda against any team or an agenda for any other team and that's very very important 
because first of all, you, if you if you start thinking that you know certain referees have certain agendas, then it does not serve serve the purpose of our game well at all, and it and it, it puts our game in distribute to thinking in that way. These are individuals who are working hard to try and do a job and try and add something to their game. Now they make mistakes, and it happens regularly. I remember cursing Craig Thompson last year because he sent off about four Motherwell players in the, in the one season. But do I believe that he had something against Motherwell? No, I don't. Um, do I believe that he made some wrong decisions? I do. And, and you know, retrospectively, some of those decisions were turned over, as albeit frustrating at the time. They need help. They, they need help to be able to get it right. And I don't think that bringing in referees from another country, that is not the kick in the teeth that these um, referees need because they need the confidence just like football players need confidence to be able to perform I couldn't imagine the confidence of our referees this season to go into a game and you know on a, on a knife edge no wanting to make a mistake because they don't want to make mistakes no, you nobody believes that they're, they're, they're there but they get hung out to dry on a regular basis and I think that the FA the Scottish Football Association t- should take a harder stance on the managers and saying look if you're going to be criticising the referee in an open public forum, forum, then you're going to get sanctioned for it and things are going to happen because, I mean, it's all right for them to debate things after it, but when they call in a, um, call, call in somebody's nature into, into, into the fray or that they're incompetent or this and that, it just can't be allowed to say it. It wouldn't happen in any other workplace apart from refereeing. Mm. I mean I suppose there is a disciplinary system in place Where if managers go overboard And they infer bias or incompetence I mean there is a fine there Mark But but Kenny does hit on a point I think Craig raised it earlier This is not to say referees are above criticism We no. all agree that we see so many mistakes And we would like to see less mistakes that, that's, that's very obvious But at, at what point are we all going to get together And try and be a bit more responsible about it When when the clubs take a bit more responsibility When the players take a bit more responsibility Because until then I'm not sure I can see this situation getting any better, foreign refs or not. No, they ain't going to. Bottom line, unless there's stricter sanctions put in place by the Scottish FA, by the SPFL, whatever it may be, uh, governing bodies, then referees are always going to be, let me say, a convenient target for for managers and, and, and players after the game. Now, I, I can accept some things that when referees have absolute howlers and it does happen, Again, you could be talking about a manager losing his job on the back of something. So I get the frustration, I get how somebody can spill all, but, but when it's a convenient one to mask over the deficiencies of your own team or, or whatever, then that that's out of order. The other thing about the foreign referees as well, Gordon, just something's occurred to me if you bring them in. If you're going to go down that road too, what's the point in having a you know a a system of, of promoting from from within? So I think as the SFA will tell you, it's hard enough to actually get referees on board at a young level because of the abuse that they take. On school pitches and amateur pitches and stuff like that as well. So if you're stopping the the pathway into senior refereeing, then you're really, really risking a lot. And we know we specialise in our, in our theories and, and all the rest of it here. Can you imagine the situation? Because this wouldn't be no Scottish refs and all foreign refs. It would be a mixture. So mm. the problem would not go away. This phone line would be inundated <laughs> with calls saying, "Ah, well, ah, well, seen. We've got a Scottish ref this week when they've got one of the." Fo-. You know, that's yeah. exactly what it would what, be. This what stuff, skill did that German referee go? This stuff yeah, would never go away. That, that would never <laughs> go away, would it? No, it, it, it wouldn't. And there has to be a greater level of responsibility. From people within our game Football clubs You know Right down But to be honest I, I, I can't see it And I think that's where 
you know, I think certain times referees don't help themselves. The governing body doesn't help itself, but I don't know if it's possible. But I think our governing bodies need to show a, a greater bit of strength. Mm. You know. Clyde One, the cash register with wholesale domestic bathrooms Hillington and their fantastic winter sale in store and online. Yes, another day and another big winner on the cash register. Grant called Chris a bit earlier on. He was working in an office, uh, so he had to be quite quiet on the phone line. You've won £18,500. I'd like to scream right now, but I'm in the middle of a very big office. By the way, you've got to admire him for keeping his cool, Mark. We the 18 grand the guy's just won. He's at work and oh, he's just he's whispering away. Was, was it 17 grand the other yeah, day yeah, as well? Exactly. Great money. Big money to be won. More than 18 and a half grand on its way to Chris's bank account. The cash register returns across the Hit Network Scotland tomorrow. So this is the important bit for you. George will reveal a new cash amount at 8 a.m. when we start a brand new game on Bowie at breakfast. So quite simply, Make sure you're listening Make sure you remember that amount Now to enter text YES to 61025 It's £2 to play Plus your standard message rate The T's and C's and online entry Are on our website You could be the next big winner On Clyde One's cash register With Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com it's Mark Guidi and Craig Beatty here with me, Gordon Duncan. No Jim Duffy tonight, Mark Guidi. And I remember last week he took it was something to do with a, a concert or music, and that's yeah, why he couldn't yeah. make it. And I can't remember, so I think it's only appropriate we start a rumour that he's at the Brit Awards. He's yeah, on the red carpet. Yeah, Can you picture it? Yeah, the paparazzi, the, Jim Duffy, the suit he's on. At the Brits. He's, he's finishing the night off with pink. It's a duet. Yeah, um, absolutely. So <laughs> Tonight, but I, I do remember where he is. I do remember the, the concert. Right, okay. he's at. Spoil my no, rumor. I, I don't want to spoil. No, we'll keep the rumor going. But right, okay. We can then see if the listeners can guess where where he where he really is. Mm. Right? If it is at the Brits or if he's at a, a do elsewhere. Jim Duffy at the Brits. I like that. I'd like to hear that feature on the radio. Uh, Craig Beatty and Mark Weedy are here. Give us a call or send us a tweet. We are. We must be minutes at the most away from finding out the teams ahead of Rangers and Kilmarnock. So as soon as we get you them, get your reaction into us. On the subject of foreign refs, uh, lots of tweets coming in. The Pen says, I can't wait for overseas officials in Scottish football. I'm looking forward to the first tweets and callers saying how Danish, French, German, Moldovan refs have an agenda against insert club here, he says. Um, But Adam Carey says, I've had part-time staff work for me and although some have been great, others are not because they're part-time. The Scottish FA should back the refs, bring them full-time with support and training. That's the only way standards will improve. David and Hillington, what do you think? Hi, how you doing? Um, Well, I don't see what the resistance is against this. Now, 30, 40 years ago when international players came into Scotland uh, and the influx, we had the same attitude of, we don't need international players here. But they brought good habits as well as bad habits, certainly. Um, but in all, all parts of football, any members of staff can travel the world. Why are referees off limits? Why do the referees have to be from the country the game is played in? Mm. When you play international games or European games, they use refs from other countries. So why can't it all be extended to include all the domestic games? And I don't just mean Scotland, I mean as a whole. But we're talking about Scotland here. I think, well... David, if, if you're looking upon it that way and you're talking about something that would be uniformed um, by UEFA, then listen, I can see the points. It would mean that, that our official would be like Champions League and Europa League things every week for for for, uh, for domestic football. Mm-hmm. So our refs could go to Germany or France or Czech Republic, wherever they want to go. Listen, if you're floating that idea and UEFA were to back it and you would end up with more full-time referees, then yeah, I, I, I could see the merit um, in that. Yeah, I, I can. I'm not... Uh, 
I'm not against that idea to be honest But So your problem is then the idea that we would be the only Or one of before somebody gives me another example The, the only league doing it That that would be your Yeah because objection. I think the message that we are sending out with this just now Would be we are doing it You know there's a revolt on in Scottish football against the referees Whereas if you're talking about something that's uniform by mm. Yeah that's a totally different mindset yeah, Do you see a difference there David or not for you? Well yeah, okay. The, the issue with this is, is that what, whichever club that you support, you've got an issue with referees. That, that, that's what it boils down to. However, these things usually change because of those negative reasons. In the end, they become positive, but they change in the first instance because there's been issues. Now, with the VAR, with all of these sorts of things, there's been trials with other countries. Why can we not trial this? Yeah, I mean, listen, I suppose if you want to be progressive and forward-thinking, Craig, then we shouldn't be scared to, to, to give things a go. That's That's what... What David's suggesting Listen I'm all for making the standards better And The better the standards are The, the less debate And the less scrutiny Surrounding the referees and, and I think that would be a positive As far as the VAR goes It's going to be It's going to be costly So I don't know why we would trial it If we've then not got the substance To go and actually get the, the Equipment in and do it properly 01419511025 Thanks for that David But I'm going to leave it there Because we do have breaking team news From Ibrook Sandra McLean Yes, three changes for Rangers going into this one. McCrory, Davis and Defoe all drop out. And it's Ryan Jack, Scott Arfield and the returning Alfredo Morelos who are in. So for Rangers, starting lineup in goal, Wes Fodringham, a back four of James Tavernier, Joe Warrow, Connor Goldson and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Ryan Jack, Glenn Kamara and Scott Arfield with Ryan Kent and Daniel Candace either side of Alfredo Morelos. The substitutes, Firth, Katic, Halliday, Davis, Koulibaly, Lafferty and Defoe. As for Kilmarnock, two changes for them. Alex Bruce and Yusuf Malumbu come in. Kirk Broadfoot, who's suspended for this one, he drops out. And Jordan Jones drops to the bench. So it's Daniel Backman in goal. It's a back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Alex Bruce, Scott Boyd and Greg Taylor. It looks like a diamond in midfield. Gary Dicker at the base. Chris Burke and Alan Power in front of him. And Yusuf Malumbu is in behind Eamon Brophy and Connor McElhenney. The substitutes, McDonald, McKenzie, Boyd, Jones, Jolie, Millen and Tishbola. The referee for this one at Ibrox is Alan Muir. Right, quick, let's get your thoughts in before the news on the reaction to that team news. Um, Mark Guidi, what, what do you make of that? Is that is that about as, as strong a team as Steven Gerrard could have picked? There were question marks over Arfield and Jack. They both make it and Morelos is in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you look at the, the back four, it's probably strongest back four, particularly Connor Goldson in there. I think it's his strongest front three with Kent, Morelos and Candeas. And then for me, I think it's fairly open in terms of the midfield area. You know, I don't think Rangers have got a standout uh, midfield. I think they've got really good midfielders, but I don't think there's a real standout. But again, it comes back to the question. It's a good thing that Steve um, that Steven Gerrard uh, is not allowing the money and um, you know Stubborn says oh, I've brought in Davis and Defoe I need to find a way to play them and I'm going to be, be question marks for me so I think that shows a sign of good management that okay yeah we've spent big, big money on them there's question marks but I ain't going to play them just for, for, the, the, sake for the sake of it so I think that's a good sign of management that he's clearly playing his best players but you would expect that from a manager because tonight listen if Rangers are knocked out tonight season's as good as over Mark is that, is that a sign that Somebody else has brought the players to the club. No, I, I, I'm hundred percent sure, hundred percent about Jermaine Defoe, Stephen Gerrard's okay. signing. Steve Davis, I don't know, but I dare say, listen, it would have been fine. And I think we all thought at the time, and they might still come good from Davis, but certainly he's had a slow, slow start for the club. From a Kilmarnock perspective, are you slightly surprised to see Jordan Jones on the bench? Slightly surprised, especially after scoring against Rangers the last time. Yeah. Um, but because of that, then this can't be anything to do with his impending move to Rangers, can it? No, he, he, he played, played already. Him last game. Yeah. He, he backed him the last time. He played him, and the boy came up trumps for his manager. To be fair, I do think that 
that Kilmarnock team has been strengthened with Malumbu and Bruce coming in. Great experience for, for both of them. Um, I know we had we said that Malumbu might be playing in the whole half, played with Yusuf, and there's, there's no way he's playing as the number <laughs> 10 tonight. He will be camped in there. Um, and McElhenney's lively for them, Craig. I, I thought he looked lively on, on, on Sunday. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I thought the, 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 the three of them up top were actually really yeah. lively, good pace, good movement um, for the counter attack. Right, Andy's a Rangers fan from West Lothian. You've just heard that team, Andy. What do you make of it tonight? Eh, well, not too despondently at all. Um, I'm quite happy to see Davis and Defoe bench, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I think it's going to take them a wee while to um, get uh, seated in there and start doing the business. But I've no doubt they will do eventually. Um, but not for tonight's game at all. Not for tonight's game. Uh, I think the team will put out will be more than able to take Kelly to task tonight. Uh, hopefully, anyway. <laughs> yeah, how, but, um, how, how I go, keep going, Andy. I sorry. don't know if you want me to come on the points. Uh, I was wanting yeah, to raise sure, anyway. On you go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, on you go, Andy. We've got you. Yeah, I, I was wanting to raise the point. I tried to get through the last. Well, I did get through last night, but unfortunately, didn't go on. Uh, you were talking about a uh, leadership at Ibrox, um, and I don't know so much about. <laughs> the position, the left-right position, but we, we in my eyes, are Rangers in my eyes, have the perfect leader and the perfect left-back at Ibrox at this moment in time. Now, Stevie G must be seeing something, he must have deteriorated to some, some effect. Uh, I'm talking about Lee Wallace. Lee Wallace was a brilliant leader um, and a brilliant left-back. Once again, that's in my eyes. And as I say, he must have went back some distance that he can't get into that team where, where we've got the likes of Warrell, Katic and Flanagan. I mean, the three of them wouldn't, wouldn't be able to lace Wallace's boots to play on this way. All right, let, um, me put, let me put that to the guys, Andy. I've got to ask you in terms of you're more on the pulse day to day things in terms of what's going on with the, the media than, than I am now, but has... The outright question I've been put to, to Stephen Gerrard in terms of is there, is there politics involved or is it is it purely down to ability that, that Lee Wallace is not involved? From memory, the last time he spoke about it, he just said that he felt he had better options in that area of the park. That's the last one I can right. remember. Um, there may have been something since that's well, there's nothing mind, to suggest it's, it's anything from above. He just said he felt he had better footballing options. Actually, you know, I think Andy makes a great point, and we don't know, we're not seeing Lee Wallace day to day, and obviously, he's been out of action now for. for Best part of a year If not longer And he came on at St Johnson Didn't he yeah. He came on for like A minute but or something At the first part yeah. period and, and one thing I would say um, About Lee Wallace Is He's a good person Good footballer um, And Craig will know Better than me as well But from all accounts A fantastic professional And it's a shame That there's maybe A kind of cloud Has been hanging over him For, for a wee while um, in, in terms of What happened to I, um, After the, the The game against Celtic when it was him and Kenny Miller and I've kind of felt from um, a bit because I think um, his professionalism and what is as a person de- deserve better than that yeah, Thank you. I agree with you as well um, I think he's a super player I think he's a leader as well um, if he's not in Stephen Gerrard's plans I would have liked Stephen Gerrard to push him on there in January which didn't, there didn't seem to be any noise about him moving on in January because he'll be, he'll be taking up a bit of wages as far as the leadership goes you're talking about left back the right back the, the captain Tavern is not for me not at all um, in, in terms of a leader In terms of a leader In terms of what he offers the team I think he's poor defensively um, I don't think I think he flatters to deceive going forward 
Um, he's for me, he's just not a Rangers player. I mean, his numbers are good though. The number of assists that he creates, and the number of chances, and then of course reliable-ish now from the the spot kick. Yeah, he's, he, his chances are good, and and he, but he takes all the set pieces. He, you know, he takes everything for. He takes all the free kicks He takes all the throw-ins He takes all the penalty He takes everything except throw-ins Down the left-hand side Thanks to Andy and West Lothian It's time for this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Now remember we are at the mercy Of Celtic's timekeeping over in Spain We'll bring you the press conference As soon as we can But obviously we can't do it Until it happens So stay with us We're going to play Beat the Pundit Your chance to take on Mark Weary or Craig Beattie Remember all this week Just for getting through Even if you don't get any right A pair of tickets to an event With John Gregg And Richard Goff Here in Glasgow On the 29th of March Even if you're not a Rangers fan You'll know somebody who is So it's uh, The chance is there 01419511025 Be quick You only have until the news At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years it is Beat the Pundit time Mark and Craig both standing by One of them is taking on Martin Who's a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld How are you tonight Martin? Yeah I'm not so bad thanks yourself Have you ever played before? Is this a, a debut for you on Beat the Pundit? Oh it's a debut oh, uh, it's Quite a nervous debut? Oh, right. oh don't be nervous honestly It's only the three of us plus a couple of hundred thousand dollars You'll be fine um, Just for getting through though Martin This might take the pressure off You don't even need to get any right I mean I would advise that you do But even if you don't You've still won yourself a pair of tickets To that event with John Gregg and Richard Goff At the Double Tree by Hilton Here in Glasgow On the 29th of March Happy with that? Well it's absolutely perfect Good stuff right Well I'm going to toss the coin And see if you're up against Mark Weedy or Craig Beattie Heads it's Mark Tails it's Craig And it is Tails Craig Beattie He, he hangs his head there He knew it was have you, have you played before in fact? And was it a victory? 2-1 up at the minute two, Oh right, two okay and one. 2 and 1 I know you're into your boxing Right, <laughs> right, Martin I'm going to give Craig some uh, Clyde 2 in his ear So he doesn't know what we're saying And we'll get your clock ready to go Martin, you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Craig You can pass, remember Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep What type of animal is on Peterhead's badge? Pass What year did Livingston win the Scottish League Cup? Um. 2001 Who missed a penalty for Who missed a penalty for Rangers Against Kilmarnock In the last meeting James Tavernier What was the full time score Of last night's Highland Derby 2-1 Inverness Who is the manager Of Queen of the South uh, Pass Where did Craig Levine Start his playing career the United What nationality Was former Hamilton player Jason Scotland Nigerian I'm oh, sure Okay, Let me bring Craig Beattie back Craig are you with us You got us loud and clear Right yeah. same set of questions To you shall we Yep What type of animal Is on Peter Head's badge An elephant What year did Livingston Win the Scottish League Cup 97 Who missed a penalty For Rangers against Kilmarnock in the last meeting Tavener What was the full time score Of last night's Highland Derby Two each Who is the manager Of Queen of the South Pass Where did Craig Levine Start his playing career Hearts. What nationality was former Hamilton player Jason Scotland? Trinidad. And what was the first Scottish club Tommy Wright managed quickly? St Johnson. Okay, you've heard the competition, Martin. What do you think? Aye, uh, maybe Tom definitely just beat me. Well, do you know what? I thought he, he looked a bit ropey as well, Martin, but he might well have done enough. Let's go through them and find out what type of animals on Peter Head's badge. I mean, if you were going to take a guess, Peter Head, what are they into? Fishing? 
and so Aye, on. Yeah, that's kind of tit- fish. There we go. That's the only way I can describe it. What are they into? Fishing. That's the best. Way. That's the best I've got for you. It was a fish. Uh, what year did Livingston win the Scottish League Cup? It was two thousand and four. I feel like taking points off you, Craig, for being so far off. I mean, you were probably playing at that time, were you not? Um, how was it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was nil nil after two questions. It got a bit better though. Rangers um, against Kilmarnock, who missed a penalty the last time it was Tavernier. Well, I mean, it was saved, but you know what we mean. So you both got that right. One all. The full-time score of last night's Highland Derby, it was 2-all, Martin. I don't know if you missed the, the late equaliser or not, but Craig clearly caught it. It was 2-all, so he goes into a 2-1 lead. The manager of Queen of the South, Craig Beattie. Naismith. Yeah, yeah, you'd be kicking yourself. It was yeah. Gary Naismith. So it's still 2-1. Where did Craig Levine start his playing career? Cowdenbeath. It was Cowdenbeath. So it's still 2-1. What nationality was former Hamilton player Jason Scotland? He was from Trinidad, or he is from Trinidad and Tobago. So I'm afraid it looks like it's one-way traffic now. 3-1 to Craig Beattie, and it became 4-1 Martin, the first Scottish club that Tommy Wright managed is St Johnson. But Martin, as I said, you've got something to fall back on. You've got the tickets to see John Gregg and Richard Goff anyway. Happy with that? Perfect, thanks very much, guys. Cheers, Cheers man. man. That was Martin in Cumbernauld. Your chance to beat the pundit, same time tomorrow night, 01419511025. Write it down. That's also the number you need if you want to get in touch with us on the phones right now. I've been saying this all night, but it's all I can really say. We're just simply waiting on Brenton Rogers. I'd like to bring it right now. We're going to have to wait. What do you think his main message will be then? Let's uh, let's go and second guess, <laughs> Mark Guidi. How, how's he how's he going to approach this publicly? Publicly, um. You've got to try and get the first goal, Gordon. You know, to to have any chance at all. You know, see how Valencia can can they cope with being under a bit of pressure in front of their own supporters. But to be honest, I, I can't see Celtic scoring tomorrow night. You know, from the evidence of the, the ninety minutes, I have to say, underestimated the ability of of uh, Valencia. I thought that Celtic could nick a victory last Thursday night, but I was very impressed with them. Disappointed with Celtic, and more disappointed that they just didn't mix it up a wee bit. Because clearly, from after twenty minutes, we could see that trying to get out for the back. From Scott Bain to the fullbacks or to Boyata and try to get into Brown, never worked. McGregor was stifled of 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 service, and then whenever he did get the ball, the pass was not on from beyond that. Sinclair was involved, Forrest was involved, but was almost anonymous to get a wee bit of pressure the last ten minutes when Wayne and stuff came on and Edward. But uh, over the piece, I'd expect nothing less than a comfortable Valencia victory. I think for Brendan Rodgers. Hope there's no major damage done tomorrow night and all the players that he selects come through unscathed and make sure they're available for Sunday against Motherwell. I think what Brendan's done for the minute he walked into Celtic with regards to, to Champions League and European football is he tries to get the club to play the same way. He tries to get them to play 4-3-3. He tries to get them up the park. He tries to get the, the players comfortable handling the ball, taking the ball under pressure. I think the easiest thing in the world would to be play a 4-5-1, park the bus, so to speak, and, and try and not get beat or try and nick a goal. His ethos as, as, as a footballer man is, is to play, is to manage the ball and try and keep possession. People will criticise him for not getting results by doing it, but he's trying to make the club better rather than just win the odd game. Um, and I've got I've got respect for what he's trying to achieve over a bigger picture than, than just winning individual matches. You may as well get your call in now then before we hear from Brendan Rogers. Give us your thoughts on tomorrow night's game. 01419511025. We have been talking... Foreign refs So that's still Very much Up for discussion We're looking ahead as well To a huge game at Ibrox Rangers up against Kilmarnock 35 minutes to kick off In that one Your final thought please As we build up Now we could have a new Scotland player That perhaps you've heard of Perhaps you haven't Alex McLeish has been speaking Today And he says He would like to see Birmingham striker Che Adams Represent Scotland In the future The 22 year old Has already played For England Under 20 level He's got 19 goals 
for Birmingham this season He is eligible to play for Scotland though And here's what Alex McLeish had to say on that Yeah we've looked at Che yeah, we, we have looked at Che We've looked at a lot of potentials Guys who haven't been in recent squads We're, we're a small nation We, we have to um, not leave any stone unturned And uh, Che has been in good form At the moment He's, he's He wants to keep himself playing at club level. He's had a good season. We we charted his progress. I think uh, he was he looked at, looked out when I think at the twenty ones level. So we'll keep that one open. Leave it up to him just now, and we'll keep monitoring the situation. It was amicable discussions by him and his representative. I never spoke to uh, Che personally, but. We've noticed the form that he's been on and we, we think we can enhance his career and it's it would be up to him now, you know, what, what his thoughts are on the next few months or so. If anyone out there has seen Che Adams play, thinks he, he could or, or could not do a job for Scotland, why not let us know? 01419511025. I bet we've got a Birmingham fan out there somewhere. Uh, Mark Weedy. I know this notion doesn't sit right with some people. This idea that you know, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll, you know, he can get a call up if he's interested in that sort of thing. But that's modern football across the globe. Oh, listen, if, if Jay Adams wants to come and play for Scotland, I'll, I'll take him all day long. Because I don't think we've got an abundance of number nines of strikers. He can score goals at that level. I think what Scotland have that advantage with the greatest respect. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near a full England squad. So I think that it c- could appeal to him. And, and listen, as a nation. I'd like to think that if he can help Scotland get through the Euro playoffs or get through to this section that's about to kick off um, in three or four weeks' time, then we would welcome him with uh, with open arms. And if he's eligible through a grandparent, whatever it may be, then you know, good on him. And uh, I hope we get it over the line. Greg, you've been in Scotland squads. Um, you will have played alongside guys who were born and bred here, guys who qualify through parents and grandparents. What's the dynamic like? That's absolutely fine. Um, you know, like said James Morrison and stuff, he'd, he'd never set foot in Scotland until, until he got a, a national call up. So, and the lads, he, he took to it no problem. The lads were, were more than welcoming, and, and he, you know he's still in and around the squads and, and doing really really well. So, you know the fact that he's he's not born Scottish is not an issue. Um, you know, fair play to Alec for exercising all avenues. Um, you know, Evans is one that I have kept my eye on because former teammate of mine Gary Monk's the manager at Birmingham. So as I'm checking the results on the weekend, I've I've had a I'll lie on who's been scoring the goals to help him get the results and, and he's been the man I mean Mark Weedy is like all things it really is down to just your own sort of gut instinct on these things but I think the overriding one that you hear is if, if and I mean some of the top nations do this some of the top nations yeah. call up guys who weren't born there yeah. and my goodness if they're doing it surely us amidst this massive gap we've had from the last time we qualified for a major tournament if the top nations can do it surely it's good enough for us well, yeah, you know, there's Republic of Ireland were tapping into Declan Rice and now he's eventually going back to, to England, the country of his birth. You look at the German team, you know, there's, there's guys here of Turkish descent, of Polish descent. Um, you know, the, the England boys um, as well, some of the players will, you know, have Nigerian backgrounds and different things. So, listen, the, Bo- the Botang brothers, yeah, you know, so countries. See if they're there, if it's there, Gordon, we can't afford to knock players back. We've not been at a major final for pushing 22 years. And if you've got a guy who. Wants to come and play Not his fault he wasn't born here But if he's given an invitation He's willing to embrace it Then why shouldn't we Accept mm. it And I think we will I think you know if, um, I know we've not got a home game Until June The first two games next month Are away from home Kazakhstan and San Marino But beyond that If um, if Che Adams is involved in the squad uh, In June for our, for our first home game 
and he's there. Then welcome up. Now Scott McTominay wasn't he born here, but we're delighted what because he plays for Man U. So if if Che Adams was playing for Man U and in England were chasing him, but we got him, we'd be delighted, mm-hmm. wouldn't we? So listen, let's get him on board. And I suppose listen, it would be the same regardless of where they played. I'm not sure this changes the situation, but at that end of the field, we don't. We, we, beggars can't be choosers essentially yeah. We know there's an ongoing situation with Lee Griffiths He's out the picture certainly at the moment And for the foreseeable future Fair play to Stephen Fletcher He came in and did very very well But I think everyone would agree he's now Coming towards the you know the tail end of his career Will Oliver Burke's re-emergence at Celtic Transpire into an international career? Who knows? But the bottom line is We do not have a lot of strikers No, and that's why if, if um, you know Alec McLeish can get that over the, over the line And let us say I think the fact that I don't think he's ready to go and play for England. You can't see him taking over for, for Harry Kane or, or Marcus Rashford or any of those boys, which is fine. That's no slight on, on the boy's ability. It's just a it's a, it's a realistic um, assessment then. If he thinks Scotland's an opportunity to go and play 40 or 50 times his country, if he does his homework, he'll get a chance of being a national hero of going yeah. to help Scotland get yeah. to their finals. Why not? And from a selfish point of view as well, you build your profile and you become yeah. a successful international football player. You, you can add another knot into your contract. Yeah. Come on then, sell it to him. As someone who's scored for Scotland under Alex McLeish in a qualification campaign, <laughs> what does it feel like? Because Mark and I certainly haven't. Was it Ukraine? No, who just was it Georgia. Ukraine? Georgia. 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 Yeah. Um, listen, I shouldn't have to He'll have dreamed about scoring international goals When he was a young boy So he's now got the opportunity To come and join a, a national team And he should be snapping it off With both hands And I'll, I'll, I'll text Monks And make sure he pushes him towards it <laughs> It's as good as it seems though Better <laughs> it, it was it was pretty awesome yeah Yeah, yeah never leaves I, you Do you know what I didn't realise the significance of it Until the, the following day um, Sorry Until I came out the stadium And I switched my phone on And the amount of people That had tried to contact me after it Was incredible Hundreds and hundreds of people mm. by, by text and voicemail And missed calls So Listen, it's unfortunately only managed to score one, but it was certainly a moment I've savoured. Listen, it's one more than most. It was that was that Alex McLeish's first, game, first game the yeah. last time around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was at Hamden, wasn't it? Was it? It's all yeah. coming back to me now. There we go. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> we are less than thirty minutes away from kickoff between Rangers and Kilmarnock. A huge game. Let's get the thoughts ahead of that one from George in Stirling. Hi George. Hi George, I'm Stirling here. Hi George, what's on your mind? I'm on scoreboard, I'm on scoreboard, I am... All right, George, OK. Enjoying yourself, are you? I know, it's just so good to be on. I'm excited. I've been trying to get on for the last week to get this point across. Go for it. There were so many points, I should be on a buffet table with pickled and cheese and onion on me. Right, here we go. <laughs> wow, I'm looking forward to this already, George. Floor is yours. Well, it's about the Kilmarnock game. Well, Rangers game, I should say. Uh, Stephen Gerrard, I think he's losing the change room, and I think after tonight... I think Rangers are going to lose 2-0. Candias probably gets sent off. Um, I think Gerard's going to be under a lot of pressure. Right, I don't know where to start with that, Mark Vidi, so I'll, I'll leave it to you. So Rangers lose 2-0, Candias will get sent off, and Gerard will be under pressure while, while, uh, while George is on the way at, at, mm-hmm. at the cocktail 60. Boys, I'd, I'd pass it over to Craig, because Craig fancies Kilmarnock tonight as well, and, and thinks that inevitably that's going to lead to the... The axe hovering over Stephen Gerrard. Let's be serious for a second, George. Where on earth are you getting this? You know, Candias sent off. Where's all this coming from? Candias, yeah. the last few games has just been shocking. I feel his head's just gonna go. Uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of pressure surrounding Rangers right now, and I think Gerrard's trying to be cool about it. You know, trying to lift the club. You know, they're a big club, but I just uh, there's gonna be a few sending off tonight. It's a bizarre pre-match prediction But there we go Mystic George 
Um, I don't think it'll be 2 0. I think it'll be 1 0. Um, I think Gerard's under pressure. I've already said that earlier on in the show. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a red card, but I know. If there is, then Morelis will be favourite for it. If there is, by the way, I'm going to phone George back because I'm going to want to know the lottery numbers if that prediction comes in. And Mark Weedy, it'd be interesting to see um, the response that Stephen Gerrard gets if he gets the the one he wants. Everyone agrees that it was strong words from him at the weekend, and, and you said you like that. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, people who disagree with you would say, "Well, come on, why is he not taking a bit of the blame and all the rest of it?" But, but you think he's he's laid down the gauntlet if you like to his players. Yeah, I, I, you know. I've, Say for a long time I think players get away with it You know this, You can't see anything you, There's a danger that you lose him Well see if they're playing rotten What have you got to lose By having a go And if you, if you read his His actual quotes You know I, I think it just Talks about his own integrity And if he, and if a manager left a bit On him It was fine You know You say there You know My parents brought me up That way And I'd rather if a manager Was honest with me Not sugarcoat me Or lie to me And that's the way he treats his players I mean as he says It's not that he's throwing teacups around And the three of sandwiches are getting thrown at players but he's leaving a bit on them if he thinks it's merited and his mentality is which I agree with it's all about you know in any walk of life if somebody's having a go and question your ability your mentality should be I'm going to show him it for should. myself and the supporters and my family I'm going to say well he's out of order and going to your Mark, shell it should be but he's played in a different generation of football I was probably the last in the generation that can deal with that and the players now are soft absolutely no question you go in there and they criticise and they, they crumble they feel like they, you can't have a go at them They're, You know Sitting there Players are having a go back At the manager Unlikely they're going to Have a go at Steven Gerrard Or there would be teacups flying But the generation of players That we've got now Are soft And they can't take criticism uh, the, the, the ball's bust then Yeah The ball's bust <laughs> I'm going to have to leave it there We're a bit pushed for time George I was going to bring him back in I think he's away Back to the buffet table His call has already <laughs> dropped off So we'll, back uh, to the bar. we will leave that one there We are closing in On hearing from the Celtic camp In Valencia I promise we'll do it soon As soon as it finishes uh, We'll get it to you And a good full time teaser A bit of a continental feel To this full time teaser And it's coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Craig Beattie and Mark Guidi are here Scott Brown has been speaking uh, in Valencia ahead of that game Brendan Rodgers as well We need to be uh, strong, we need to be aggressive We can't make mistakes, he says Scott Brown believes Celtic can overcome Valencia But they need to be patient So it's just finishing off We will hear from them very soon Let's hear from you on the game tomorrow That means we can get this question up and running So don't worry it's not as difficult as last night's Mark Weedy I know you heard it You were listening What was that tough one? It was brutal I don't think I would be able to write last night's down Never mind come up with Yeah there was quite a lot uh, It was a long one wasn't it <laughs> as well yeah. Well this one's easier In many ways So Good. we're looking for Good. 11 players Who have won the English Premier League The World Cup And the Euros So they're clearly decent Okay We're looking for 11 players Who've won the English Premier League The World Cup And the Euros You can give it a bash At Clyde SSB on Twitter David Silver Yes He's not bad I think we'll agree David De Gea No Cesc Fabregas Yep Pogba No <laughs> See a bit of a theme here Mark Guidi gets them right Craig Beattie gets them wrong <laughs> That's another one beat the pun well, That I'm not bothered now. I'll take one more guess each um, Let's go with Michael Balak Nope So Guidi eventually gets one wrong Craig Beatty Got anything left well, 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 If you've only won the World Cup In the Euro then you're, 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 you're limiting it no. to 
No German right. in Spain At Clyde SSB yeah. You can give us your thoughts as well Which 11 players have won The English Premier time. League The World Cup And the Euros Let's speak to Michael In Alloa Thoughts on the Celtic game tomorrow Michael Alright um, Just wondering if the guys Have any thoughts on If Brendan Orders Will maybe change it up Maybe not for tomorrow night But in the future In regards to Europe you know, try how they play domestically, trying to play the play football, but try to do that in Europe. And maybe the first season of like the Man City result and stuff, it worked. But coming up against you know your Spanish teams are really, really good at that. Do you think he needs to change it or get better at mm. what he's trying to do? Will get the team better at what they're trying to do? Um, I think he's going to continue to do what he has done. I touched on that earlier in the show. Um, for the minute he walked in against PSG, playing four three three and trying to have a go at them. Um, it's his belief It's his ethos It's the way he plays football And the way he coaches football And You know Whether you, whether you like it or not Brendan's not going to change He's, he's not going to go with this 5-4-1 or, or 4-5-1 And have everybody behind the ball It's it's not what he does You, you create a formation like that And you've got no out ball and, you, and you're camped all night long And you know Over the piece Over the hole Over his time at the club The club will not have progressed In European football If he, if he starts playing these formations And parking the bus I mean I think it's become pretty clear Mark When you listen to Brendan Rodgers He he always talks about sort of sticking to his, his principles, if you like. I wonder if this would be the the ideal chance because not many, you know, they're two 0 down and, and people are not expecting much from from Celtic in the way of progression tomorrow. Can, can, is there any way you can imagine a proper curveball at just a really different formation? There even some drastically different personnel. No, no, I, no. I, I, I don't think so. And that's for me. I know what Craig's saying he admires it and understands it, and obviously Craig's. Played under Brendan Rodgers at, at, at Swansea She knows what he's talking about But for me from the outside I, I find it a frustration And I think okay I understand start the game The way that you believe in And the way that your players are comfortable with The way they play 90% of the time But see if that's not working if, In the case of Valencia Clearly sussed you out The Valencia formation Clearly had Celtic on the back foot Couldn't get out Couldn't get in behind to hurt them Then just mix it up you know, again, I, I've said they go back to Martin O'Neill's teams, Gordon Stratton's teams, Neil Lennon's teams that get into the last 16 in the Champions League. Okay, Martin O'Neill's teams never. But the way the success they had in Europe, I know there's different personnel. However, they defended aggressively. And see if they had to go and put it put it in behind and get the crowd going, get the crowd up and force, even force a throw in near the corner line and stuff like that. Okay, just something a wee bit different. But for me, watching, again, I only watched it on television last Thursday night. And for me, at times... It was mm. painful to watch yeah. It was cringeworthy to watch Sometimes I thought Well go, go on and try something di- Just get Ben to launch it And try there, something different There's, there's been know? times Where I've been sat watching it I watch quite a lot of football With my dad And, I, and I'm saying like I know he wouldn't do it But why mm-hmm. not just put The two centre halves up Because mm-hmm. it ends up They're playing long balls To the striker So you may as yeah. well Get the two boys up there That are six foot three And try and get a, a knockdown And it actually happened Where they got a penalty kick off One of the centre halves Causing a bit of trouble Earlier on in the season mm-hmm. Scored the penalty And went on to win the match He's not going to do it I think he thinks that He could go through a group stage Whether it be Europa mm. League Or Champions League He could park the bus And if you get three or four points And a couple of draws Or whatever out, out the group stage You still don't qualify And you're just providing Boring football Yeah I mean I'm trying to think back To the most drastically different thing That, he, that he's done in Europe He went to the new Camp Remember early on And I think did play five at the back And it was a proper five at the back Gamboa played Had a really really difficult night um, But then again That was Barcelona You know that that, mm. that was different So um, I wonder if that experience Put Brendan Rodgers off at all, thinking, "Well, do you know what? I did try. I did try and park the yeah. bus, and it didn't work." But. Yeah, there's every chat. You know, he, he believes in, in in what he does. And by the way, when you when you look at his record, you can understand why he believes. And and in the most part, has been successful. Particularly at Celtic, there's been a couple of hidings in Europe 
But over the piece, you know, seven trophies out of seven heading towards, you know, they're potentially only 10 or 11 wins away from doing a, a treble treble. So you can understand it, but I just think sometimes you do, I just, I, I get a wee bit um, frustrated. But look, that that's his philosophy. Mm. And that's it, let him go on with it, he as a manager. What do you think, Michael? Aye, Mark stole my thunder a wee bit with when he said about Lenny's teams and Strachan's teams have, you know, been more aggressive defending and trying to nick it. But I think another thing is, when you're coming up against Valencia and a lot of these other European teams, they're playing teams domestically week in, week out, that try to do the same thing, play with the ball on the deck, play the nice football, whereas Celtic domestically, you know, it's maybe Rangers who are maybe more well-known with playing that kind of football. So I think these guys are way ahead of the game and try to play that football. So I don't think it can be much a surprise mm. when Celtic well, try and do it. You're 100% right here because see when Celtic are playing domestically and they've got all the ball and the other team's sitting, for example, the Kilmarnock game on Sunday and it's just constantly attacking with the other team trying to counter-attack. When you go to these countries like Spain and France and Germany, that's what both teams do to each other. So, so the play and the possession and the territory mm-hmm. is actually evened out over the match. Yeah. Whereas I mean, Celtic are not used to playing I mean, like that. Th- th- is that what used to go in, in Celtic and Rangers' favour in Europe then? Because they came up against these European sides and played them in a, a British style, if you like, or gave them something different to think about, gave them something that they just didn't face domestically. Yeah, whereas, because they would launch it <laughs> if, uh, yeah. if need be. You know, they, they would just launch. It. Okay, and I know that Celtic had Hearts and. Or certain Rangers had had a daddle puzzle, or, or you know whatever was going on, but they still just they mixed it up um, a wee bit. And again, just going back to my point, that's what I find a, a frustrating. Mm. Right, never let it be said I'm not a man of my word. It has been a bit longer than I thought, but we can now go to Valencia and speak to Alison Conroy. Alison, thanks for joining us. Been a bit of a wait here. It was all to do with traffic and people stuck in it, as you would expect on a busy night in Valencia. But Brendan Rogers has been talking ahead of this game here tomorrow night at the Mestalla. He's full of confidence. He believes that they do have a chance tomorrow night. Kieran Tierney hasn't travelled with the squad. He, Brendan Rodgers, hopefully he'll be back for the weekend, though Jozo Simonovic is back in the squad. Brendan Rodgers did say after last week's game that an early goal would be vital to them, but he's changed his mind tonight. No, not really. Not really. I think it's just, like I say, it's making sure that we uh, we don't give anything away. You know, we know we're coming to play as a good team, but our focus is very much on. You know, we want to bring our game. We need to be strong. We need to be aggressive. We can't make mistakes. Alison, I noticed that a lot of Celtic fans who are over in Valencia. Not everyone's got a ticket for the game. What type of numbers are are expected over there? Celtic are expecting up to ten thousand. Celtic fans to travel. Only two and a half thousand will manage to get into the ground. When we turned up at the Messiah earlier for the media conference, there were so many Celtic fans outside desperate to get their hands on tickets, but uh, they're struggling at the moment. And the Valencia say that they're going to be strict. They don't want them in the, the home end of the ground either. So they're all here and they're here for a party in the sunshine, though, Gordon. Yeah, a bit different from what we're experiencing. Anyone who is making the journey and hasn't been before, what can they oh, what can they expect, Alice, in the Mestaya? Quite a quite a place, I would imagine. Yeah, Mestaya is the oldest ground in La Liga. It's the second oldest ground in Spain. It also has the title of being the steepest ground in Spain. So it's um, it's quite it's quite a stadium. Valencia itself is absolutely beautiful. As I say, lovely weather. Plenty of places for the, the Celtic fans to visit. It's also the home of the Holy Grail. 
Valencia. There you go. If you, if you, you want go to, to the take cathedral and find the Holy Grail, <laughs> take in some culture, Mark Guidi. You'll, you'll have been there before. I went in the summer yeah. just on, on, on a wee holiday. I didn't go to the the stadium. The star, yeah, beautiful uh, city. I was there a few times. Whether it be um, Celtic Valencia, then later it was Celtic Villarreal, Rangers Villarreal, um, and yeah, it is very, very steep. I can actually remember this wee story with some of my old Sunday newspaper uh, colleagues, Craig, and um, we were in a wee boozer. Downstairs Just right outside Researching obviously yep, And we left And went upstairs In the press box area was right at the very top Of the, the stadium And we could actually look down You could actually look out oh, Back the into way. the yeah, street yeah. yeah And we could see our, our table And our, our, our drinks were still so there was something, there was something, there was <laughs> Keeping something, an eye on there them there was, some, there, was some, <laughs> there was something nice about it But um, yeah Brilliant stadium And uh, as Alison knows herself And you know as well Gordon, it's, it's a lovely city And uh, it'll be nice and enjoyable tomorrow A nice but I lunch somewhere and enjoy it ahead of the game. I went to Levante against Motherwell over there. Remember that? Oh, yes. In the Europa League. And it poured it down during the mm. game. I'm sure it did. So what is that to you? Can uh, take took the weather with us. Alison, you also spoke to Scott Brown tonight, didn't you? Yes, we did speak to Scott Brown as well. Um, Celtic, of course, have never won a competitive match in Spain. But Scott believes that if they learn from last week's mistakes, they do have a chance. I think we have to bring our A game tomorrow, but... We've learned a lot in the last week uh, how they play, how we how we can match up against them as well. But I think uh, the second half performance last week it wasn't up to scratch. So I think we need to make sure we go again, and recharge the batteries, and start pressing high up the park and putting teams under pressure again. Thanks to Alison Conroy in Valencia. She will uh, keep us up to speed on everything that's happening ahead of that game tomorrow night. It's 01419511025 to have your say on the phones. At Clyde SSB on Twitter Scott Brown's in there You know In in the space of, of the last week they, They've learned about Valencia And what they did And, and I suppose how Celtic can combat that what, what what might that mean? What what would be the main thing Celtic should have taken away from last week? Probably the golfing class to be perfectly honest um, They will have learned Because they'll have felt it Because they got a bit of a doing last week um, But whatever they'll Whatever they have learned will have been too late to implement anything and change that for tomorrow night. As Mark says, it's it's going to be very comfortable. You go along with that? Yeah, I mean, what they'll, they'll maybe do is they've maybe spotted something, you know, and, and Valencia get two or three injuries. So they'll have the benefit of actually just knowing how good Valencia are in, in terms of being up against them man for man for 90 minutes um, and, and not coping with it very well. But, you know, how do they go and exploit them? I don't know, I just can't see it, Gordon. I can't see anything other than another comfortable 2-0 for Valencia. Craig is a Celtic fan in Cardonald. What are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow, Craig? Um, I would like to see a change in the team. I watched the, I watched the game last week and I thought we were very slow and lethargic in the midfield. I thought we got caught a few times. By, I, I need to agree with, first of all, I need to agree with Craig. I think the way Brendan Rodgers plays is, is, is fantastic. And I don't, it's very easy to sit back and say, okay, we'll soak up and go on the counter attack. I like the way he plays. I just think in the midfield at the moment, and I'll use Scott Brown as an example, I think Scott Brown, at the age he's at just now, I think he's getting caught out in quicker games. The games that have got more pace in the midfield, we're getting caught with the ball at our feet. So I think if we're, if we're going to do anything tomorrow night, I think he needs to change it up in the midfield a wee bit. Maybe Christie and McGregor in the midfield with a bit more pace. That, do I think we'll get anything? Probably not, because they can afford to sit in and let us, let us go to them. And that is, it, 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 
any team that can bring on a 35 billion pound midfielder as a sub, I think we're, we're going to struggle against. To be honest. I mean it's funny because These were always the type of games That you were led to believe Were, were, were perfect for Scott Brown this, These are supposed to be Scott Brown's games But, but now um, and This has been bubbling away Since he had that spell out the team We've got fans like Craig Actually thinking that In order to speed up the midfield a bit Maybe tonight Tomorrow isn't a night For Scott Brown Well I think he'll definitely play Tomorrow night Apart from anything else He's suspended for For Sunday is that right? Yeah So you know You know it's not like you need to try and save him for the, for the league game He's not available So you'd certainly play him tomorrow night And you know Yeah okay He might not have the same mobility As before I wouldn't argue he's, 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 In terms of his, level, his energy levels They'll be as good as I've ever been um, But actually It is exactly kind of like for Scott Brown mm. Because his experience um, And helping the youngsters will be beneficial Thanks to Craig and Cardonald Quickly on the teaser then Which 11 players have won the English Premier League The World Cup and the Euros You've got Cesc Fabregas and David Silva so far Torres Nope You're doing well Juan Mata Nope Right who's won the Euros Squeed come on Lauren Blanc Yes Oh I'll throw one I don't think it's right We'll throw it in Diego Costa No I'll give you some thinking time I think I think we're looking at Germans Italian. I think Italians are in there I'll give you some Germans, thinking Italians time Germans, Italians and Spanish And we will go back to Ibrooks Ahead of kick off next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Craig Beatty are here with me Gordon Duncan We are moments away from kickoff at Ibrooks. It really is a huge night Rangers against Kilmarnock in a Scottish Cup replay Andrew McLean, how's it looking? Yeah, as you say, it's filled up quite nicely here actually After uh, the concerns about the, the crowd size earlier on uh, the crowd are here for what is a massive one at Ibrox. Both sides hoping that the Scottish Cup can be their chance to lift silverware at the end of the season. I'll give you a run-through of the teams while we wait for them to come out of the tunnel for Rangers. It's a 4-3-3. It's three changes from their last outing. McCrory, Davis and Defoe drop out with Jack Arfield and Morelos coming in. So it's Wes Bodringham in goal. A backboard of James Tavernier, Joe Warrell, Connor Goldson and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Glenn Kamara, Ryan Jack and Scott Arfield. And the front three, Daniel Candias, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. As for Kilmarnock, they make two changes from the side that lost to Celtic on Sunday. Alex Bruce and Yusuf Malumbu are in. Jordan Jones and Kirk Broadfoot are out. A 4-3-3 for them as well. Daniel Backwin in goal. A back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Alex Bruce, Scott Boyd and Greg Taylor. The midfield three, Alan Power, Yusuf Malumbu and Gary Dicker. With Chris Burke, Eamon Brophy and Connor McElhenney. The front three. The referee for this one as the teams come out is Alan Muir. A win here for either side. What will be a big step, obviously, towards the final. But a trip to face Aberdeen at Pataudry in the next round is a big task Steven Gerrard this week he's been questioning the desire the leadership the hunger of his Rangers players but you'd think this is the perfect opportunity for the players to go out and make a point tonight and as good as Kilmarnock's season's been They've actually not won in their last five matches, although they have played Celtic Rangers, Hearts and Aberdeen in that sequence. Their last win, though, that did come against Rangers under the lights on a Wednesday night. Not far away from kick-off here as the players line up for Rangers against Kilmarnock. Ah, there we are. Andrew McLean's going to watch that one. He'll keep you updated on Twitter, uh, at Clyde SSB. And, of course, he will get all the post-match reaction, which we will bring to you on tomorrow uh, night show. Right, we score prediction from you, please, Mark Weedy. I'm going to go... Rangers 3 Come Marnock 1 After extra time Oh right Okay 1-0 one one all, one all full yep. time Craig Weedy 1-0 Come Marnock In 90 minutes Yes 
Okay, there we go. And right. hope I got off here before Rangers score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After two minutes in the game, right, he's got he's got right. one. The teaser. Let, 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 let me one. just remind if, if people are just joining us, let's re uh, reread the teaser. Which eleven players have won the English Premier League, the World Cup, and the Euros? Now, Martin sent that question in tonight to full time at Clyde One. Com. So that's the, the whole point of the full-time teaser It relies on you sending the questions in So fire yours over to fulltime at Clyde1.com You've already got Lauren Blanc, Cesc Fabregas, David Silva I'm going for Emmanuel Petit Yes, Emmanuel <laughs> Petit Mark Guidi Right, there's a wee theme development So I've got another couple Terry Henry Yes Fabian Barthez Yes And on the, I'm just remembering about the Arsenal team So on that team, Patrick Vieira Yep, Sylvan Wiltord no And uh, Robert Pires A lovely pronunciation Pires Alright you've only got Three to get So we'll leave that there There's plenty of time to go uh, We're just getting underway At Ibrox Between Rangers and Kilmarnock In the Scottish Cup replay So we'll keep you up to speed On the first uh, Ten minutes or so Of that one uh, Before we do disappear You can still get in touch On the phones Or on Twitter tonight So get yours in um, What have we got The gal Is having a good go At the teaser Throwing a good number of them in Just at the end though Like it says Can he get any more Just been obvious just, uh, The only thing that's annoying me Is Been clear about that one Is, uh, it, is Italy in there Is there an Italian in there That's the only thing I'm just glad what, I got one I think Chris Forbes Has nailed Every one of them Yeah Stephen McHugh's got some Interesting thoughts Amanda Rankin's Thrown a couple in But I'm afraid Amanda They're not there Okay I tend just to wait For the clues Mark Oh that's if they ever come <laughs> I might withhold yeah. them tonight uh, Peter's in Wisher Hi Peter Good evening. Hello. Good evening, uh, good, good evening Martin uh, Craig. Hi, mate. Hiya. Uh, uh, it's a wee point I've got to make, but uh, uh, the past two weeks, uh, uh, Morelos has been at the suspension, is that correct? That's right, yeah. And the uh, Rangers have not really played very well. Mm-hmm. Now, when he's not there, what does that tell you about the rest of these players? Can they not, can they not cover up for him? He's, he seems to be the only man that can give Rangers mm. any results. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair question. We knew he was an important player for Rangers. Sometimes you realise how important a player is when they are not in the team as well. And maybe that's what we we have seen with Morelos over the last couple of weeks. God, and I was on a show a couple of months ago, and there was, I think it was a tweet at the start, I had uh, compared Eduard and Morelos, and I think we spent about an hour and a half of the show comparing the two. For me, I think we've got our answer on who is more important to which club. Rangers really, really struggle without Morelos in there. Um, the formation doesn't seem to suit Defoe. We've, we said how well Morelos leads the line, he gets the goals himself. The chances are not getting created for Defoe. And, you know, Peter's absolutely right that there should be more there. A club the size of Rangers, there, sh- there should be more there. Mm. Lafferty was in fire last year at Hearts. He, he's now been turned into a, a 10 minute substitute, if that. Um, but there should be They should have answers If Morelos is out, is out Yeah, Putting you on the spot a bit I'm not looking for like for like You know he, In terms of who's he identical to But of all the strikers You, you played with Or maybe even played against in, in your time Who were the ones that were like Morelos that, that sort of carved chances out For themselves Or hustled and bustled and, and, and made things happen Even if there wasn't A great creative spark all the time I'll give you a minute to think about that He's just staring into space Hoping he can come up with something But Mark Weed It's certainly a very um, Unique not unique, but it's a very specific strength that he brings to the Rangers team. Morelos, mm-hmm. yeah, aye, and, and you know you can get a goal at him. You look at his two finishes against Aberdeen, then he spoils a great night um, by by getting a deserved red card for his challenge on on Scott uh, McKenna. But Gordon, I, I think I know the answer to this, but you'll know it. So I'll ask. 
His disciplinary record in Finland was fine though Yeah it was, it? Yeah, it was. So I don't know what's happened What, what triggers this over here So because obviously I know when you play in front of 40, 50, 60 thousand Then it can get you And there's a pressure and stuff like that But if he'd, had, if he'd brought that kind of disciplinary I'd kind of understand But it makes me think right What is actually going on There's clearly something in there That he can stop it He is able to prevent himself But he needs to do it quickly And, and as Craig mentioned about um, Che Adams early Put an extra knot in your contract He's potentially to great suspect He's potentially doing himself out A move Six months a year Down the line And adding an extra 20 grand a week Onto his contract So he really needs to, to rein it in To be properly rated In the game At the higher echelons Yeah club, club's looking at that With the form that he's on at the minute You're looking at Six, seven games a season He's going to be missing for yeah. Through suspension You know Luis Suarez Done it years ago right? The amount of games That he'd missed through suspension He'd never been shown a red card um, So you're right It'll certainly affect him If, if he doesn't get on top of it Um Go back to the previous question You know one that I played with That, that was really good at that Leading the line um, The kind of lone striker Was Danny Graham Danny oh, was right. Danny was yeah. really really good At Watford Came to Swansea He's now at Blackburn And doing really well as well mm-hmm. um, You know he was one That would get in the box And sniff chances out And mm-hmm. he, he didn't always have to have the, the chances created Or put on a plate for him mm. um, I mean the, the question that Peter posed About you know What, what are the rest of Of the players doing And I know it's an easy comparison But I think it, it speaks volumes Especially when if you're comparing to, to Edward or whatever If you look at the number of goals that Forrest and Sinclair have scored this season Compared to Candace and Kent mm-hmm. then, then you get your answer And by the way, Ryan Kent is clearly a very very good player He's mm-hmm. bl- brought a lot to Rangers this year As has Daniel Candace. The yeah. assist. I'm not taking anything away from them If you're talking purely goals though When you take Morelos out There's not that same volume of goals Coming from those types of attacking players yeah, um, and I think one thing you'll, you'll probably see more as you'll see uh, Forrest and um, Sinclair attacking the back post more. See, when, it, when it's in the opposite wing, I think you see them more involved in that central area between the woods of the goalpost. That's maybe something that that uh, that Kent and Candias can add to their game. I think the solution for me if Manelas isn't playing, he's got to change the four four two. You know, you get Kent on the left, you've got Candias on the right, and you've got to go with Lafferty and Defoe up front. Lafferty running about Winning headers Winning flick-ons And Defoe sniffing out The bits and pieces I think you've got to Sacrifice a midfielder To get the two up front If Morelis is not playing Peter do you want to Come back in on that one Just one more question Just one more question Gordon mm-hmm. As the boys said there When uh, let's, uh, If Morelis is not playing They don't seem to have Another kind of backup What uh, about the rest of the players if, Morelis, if he's not playing Why don't they Can they cover up for him Peter, Peter, they've got back up He's just not utilising it properly He's got Kyle Lafferty Who was one of the best players In the Premiership last season And he's got Jermaine Defoe Who's been playing in the English Premier League He's got the backup. He's not utilising them properly I suppose if you're looking for A like for like replacement You need to sign You need to sign a player Who's the same type Don't you? Because that way one can come out And you can put the other one straight in And it does the same job And you don't need to alter But the whole point was Defoe was meant to be there To give them a different way of playing mm-hmm. Mark Guidi Problem is you don't get time here. You don't get you don't get time to figure it out. If you try that a couple of times and the results don't quite work, people don't tend to be too forgiven. Yeah, they do. And yet you, you look at Defoe, he's finished at Pretodri to make to make it four two. Just take that final bit of pressure in the last couple of minutes. A wonderful finish away. He just peeled off his marker and then just a, a brilliant execution. So he's a top player, but because he's up against Morelos, he's not had a chance to get in. And be the only striker And be a rhythm And get his teammates round about him To adjust to his best style of play 
uh, penalty claim early on Eamon Brophy cuts inside Joe Worrell he, cl- he claims he was stripped Alan Muir says no spot kick so uh, no drama on that front yet Plenty I'm, talk sure, about tomorrow I'm night. sure we will get we'll get to that <laughs> and we've actually got a goal already and it's a dream start for Rangers who scores the goal Alfredo Morelos Daniel Candeas with the cross There he is providing another assist We said it Alfredo Morelos back in the team Six minutes on the clock Rangers 1 Kilmarnock 0 Craig Beatty's prediction is out the window in record time That's what I like to see He's fallen on from Hugh Keevans here um, And that's a that's a great start isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant A great start And uh, I know Andrew said that Ivox was Nowhere near, near full But still the crowd that will be in there Will be absolutely bouncing Takes a bit of pressure Feel that's what Rangers have to do Is keep their foot on the pedal Because we do know that Kilmarnock certainly have a goal in them And we're, I mean, we're stating the obvious We've been saying it all night But Alfredo Morelos It's his 24th goal of the season yeah. it's, it's a great return It's a great return And you know what we'd, we'd speak a lot more about his talent As a footballer And as a goal scorer But um, You know Inevitably the red cards and the, the indiscipline always pops up and that's only going to be the case until he actually corrects it and sorts it out but when you just assess him as a goal scorer he he is very very good he knows how to put the ball in the back of the net uh, lots of tweets saying can't believe you've not mentioned that Stonewall penalty Kelly were denied well I didn't <laughs> mention it but to be fair maybe those tweets were uh, were sent before that so I don't mind that but Andrew also says you're not mentioned the fact Morelos should be suspended I've got no idea what, what that means because he I mean, he shouldn't he's, he's suspended for the next league game he's, he's eligible to play in this game so I don't really know um, what's behind that one but anyway it is a, a good start for Rangers what does that do to to the, the, the dynamic or the way the game's going to play out because don't let's be honest Kilmarnock are resilient enough to get back into the game we've seen it a million times um, but you also it's that old cliche the last thing you, you, you when you get sent out don't at Ibrox you know, don't lose an early goal keep yeah. it tight and all the rest the of it generic so. messages you get from yeah, the manager just before you leave the at every gym, level of football the difficulty they've got now is when you when you set up like that and you're going to be defensive and compact like they tried to do at Rugby Park on Sunday once you lose an early goal it is very very difficult to change be offensive and go on the front foot Honestly the tweets and This is where we're at I mean P.S. Scotland You're a disgrace This is to Clyde SSB Stonewall are not giving you Dismiss it like it never happened But we're guys, not there we're Come not on there. You can, Do you know what If you want to talk about it Four nine tomorrow here, night Yeah 0141 Apparently when the foreign refs Would have given it up 951-1025 <laughs> I think it's time we turn our attentions Back to the teaser Because we are running out of time We're looking for 11 players That have won The English Premier League The World Cup and the Euros What a CV These guys must have You've got Fabian Barthez Laurent Blanc Cesc Fabregas Thierry Henry Emmanuel Petit Robert Perez, David Silva And Patrick Vieira Which means you're three away I'm going to say one I think he played for Arsenal But you know what I'm not I'm, I'm saying I'm, Am I imagining it David Trezeguet I think you're imagining it Yeah right, he's okay. certainly not on the Okay I know he played at Juve I just list, thought Because it was yeah. Wenger And the French connection Right okay Nope, 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 nope. Right. Any more from you? They're all from the same country. I don't mind telling you that. Was it Germans then? No. Spanish? Yes. Right, so I'm missing three Spaniards. <laughs> yep. And I'm about to press that button. Was he Antonio Reyes? Starts... Nope. Oh, come on. <laughs> Bit of a spread here in terms of positions as well. Morata? No, 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 no. no. You said that's probably. Oh, Marco Alonso? I mean, you're missing some really uh, uh, obvious uh, ones. The clue that will be thrown you here is the English Premier League. You'll forget that, but he's got a famous wife as well. Oh, it's um, it's um, Bingley. Gerard Piquet. Gerard Piquet. 
Uh, now the other two ah. Both sort of wingers Attackers Very quick Pedro Pe- Yep Pedro brilliant And the last one The club you're looking for Is Man City so, um, Danilo S- no? Silva Rapid this guy is I don't think City He was never like a A proper favourite at City I wouldn't say But What a flying machine Oh Remember, remember the guy on the right hand side. Exactly, the wee guy on the right hand side. How long ago? <laughs> oh, only a couple of years. Yeah, two or three years ago. But he's just going to have to tell you. Jesus Navas. Yes, Navas. I wouldn't have bought it. Yep. Uh, there we go. We are live from the Brit Awards at the O2 Arena in London. Next up, so stay where you are. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve.